Hey, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Parental Advisory Podcast. I'd like to thank everybody who's subscribed to us on our YouTube channel at the Parental Advisory Podcast. Thank you to all those that have followed us on Instagram and TikTok, also at the Parental Advisory Podcast. And if you haven't, spread the word. Let a friend know. Let a family member know to check us out on YouTube at the Parental Advisory Podcast. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe as well as on our social media handles at Instagram and TikTok at the Parental Advisory Podcast. I want to just take time out to introduce our co-hosts. We have Terrence here. Hey, we're back, y'all. We're back one more again. We have Marquita and our special guest host again today is Brandilyn Williams. She's back. She's back. Thanks for Thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully we haven't uh, turned you off too much. <laughs> no, this has been great. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. And you don't actually do this enough, I think, as, as parents. True. So. Yeah, true. yeah, and that's good. I mean, we need this. Like I always said, I think in one of the earlier episodes, you know, when this was an idea, it was something that could highlight, you know, positivity around parenting. When a lot of times when you cut on social media and you take a scroll, you see somebody complaining about baby mama or baby daddy or husband. So True. on this, we want to tackle some of those, but we also want to highlight and offer solutions that can help you in this parenting journey that we're all taking together. So today we're going to, on today's episode, we're going to actually discuss rule setting mm -hmm. as parents. And everyone is different with how they set rules and what the relations are in their household, because every household is different. But, you know, one thing that we know is rules are in place to really help children understand right from wrong, what's okay and what's not okay. And, you know, in doing a little bit of research, according to Dr. Ben Martin, who's a clinical psychologist, he said there are five C's to effective discipline and setting rules for children. Those five C's are clarity, consistency, mm -hmm. communication, caring, and create. And just to give a background, when you say clarity, we're talking about being clear whenever you guys are setting the rights and rules and limits with consistency, being consistent and enforcing those rules, mm -hmm. communication, talking about those rights, those rules, limits, caring, using encouragement and support not just discipline for breaking those rules, because we know kids are going to break the rules sure. and create. So instill a sense of social responsibility in your children. So I do want to just ask the panel, what do you think about those five C's? And maybe what are some ways that you've come up with rules for your household and your kids? Yeah, listening to those five C's is pretty well constructed. I mean, that sounds some good hot topics and, and points to kind of hammer home the lessons there. I think a lot of us people who are first-time parents to try to emulate maybe some of the positives that they had growing up mm -hmm. and some of the different strategies or lessons that they may see with some of their colleagues or friends and family who are raising kids the right way, you know? Mm -hmm. The right way. And I think when I was a little younger for myself, some of the rules that I actually had, I didn't understand them at the time, but the older I got and now being a parent, I appreciate the rules because they make more sense mm -hmm. now. Like being um, in the house when the streetlights came listen, on? Listen, so I the number one topic so I was huge. talking about was going to be curfew. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's that's one thing that understood from a, a protective standpoint. Mm -hmm. And also I had other friends who had similar curfews or the ones who didn't have curfew, they had the higher probability of kind of getting in some trouble, mm -hmm. right? And it made sense. Even when I was a junior, I think in high school, I think I had to still be in the house by 11 or so. And I think a lot of my other friends, their parents let them stay out to midnight, 1 a.m. And 
And I started to realize, too, I heard somebody older say, hey, I mean, as a young kid under 18, there's nothing good for you out there after midnight anyway, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing but two things, and, 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 and both of them kind of can lead to trouble. And so I think from an overall discipline standpoint, creating rules, like having chores, making sure that you do your homework on time as soon as you get in the house. I make up my bed every morning, and we talked about this in an earlier mm-hmm. episode, because my parents told me to make up my bed, right? Yeah. And so it kind of stuck with me, and I do it every morning, right? And things like cleaning up your overall household responsibilities, having those rules in place that also rewards you for doing those things, like cutting the grass, then you can go, you know, get something to eat up your ice cream or whatever it is. Yeah, like earning it. Ha- earning it, yeah. We can talk about allowances and things of that nature, but I feel like from a rule standpoint, you have to have them in place because if you don't have rules, kids are not really smart enough to kind of figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. And if you give them a little bit too much guidance, I think that they could go astray. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to be or will be or am the strictest parent, but I do want to have some core discipline goals and some rules that are non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. But some things as I evolve, as my son gets older, you know, my, I'll be more flexible. I'll be more open to societal changes, but definitely not straight preacher's son type of mindset because <laughs> most of those people kind of rebel. Yeah, we know, we know. We yeah, know but uh, definitely some firm guidance and rules that are, are strict and in place. Yeah. Marquita, rule setting, how do you feel about it? So the question was, what are my thoughts in regards to rule setting? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's funny because I think in my household, we our rules are so... I don't know, once time my daughter told me that we didn't have rules at our house. And I don't know if that was just a reflection of the fact that she just followed them. Like they were just normal kind of rules that, that she followed or if it was because we were just, I don't know, we were winging it. But the five things that you talked about on here, they sound good. Nothing, you know, sparks me as something that would be an issue. I think one of the biggest things is that clarity is mm-hmm. the biggest key to everything because it will read between each line and try to, you know, take everything you say super literal and say, that's not exactly what you said. You said do it this way. Uh-huh. So I think that that's one of the biggest things. And one of the other biggest things that a lot of parents come across is about the consistency that it's hard to stay consistent with rules that with some rules, especially if we don't, if we're doing it just because we think it's the right way to do it and not necessarily because we actually believe in it or things like that or being consistently even with punishments or, you know, rewards or anything like that. I think that that's one of the biggest keys is the clarity and consistency. I think it's still super major issues that I think a lot of people have trouble with following and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer that rules just have to make sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't do arbitrary rules that, you know, for no reason, because my kids are a bunch of Y kids. And <laughs> Aren't they all? Right. Try to make it, why? <laughs> or like mine is getting to be a smart butt where she will say, like, if I say, you know, I'm not going to do something or I'm not able to do, she's like, well, you technically are. You just choose not to do that. I'm like, where did you learn? <laughs> like, where did you learn? <laughs> you choose not to do that. Because like, for instance, my mom is a a, a vegan, so she doesn't eat, you know, meat. Mm-hmm. And and then she'll be like, well, it's not that Gigi can't eat meat. It's that she chooses not to. Like, I'm I like, where are you getting this point? stuff there from? But like, <laughs> yeah, it's good like for her. Yeah. I mean, good juicy steak sometimes. I know. know. But no, the <laughs> consistency piece is, is huge because even I know we were talking a little bit off air. Um, I used to use screen time as a crutch for my little one when I was getting her ready in the morning or, you know, doing different things. And now that she's getting older. I'm having to, although that was my crutch and it was her crutch as well, I'm having to now 
be disciplined to myself to say, hey, when we're getting ready in the morning, there is no iPad, there is no you know phone or anything. And, and actually what I found is now that I've been consistent with that, we're getting ready faster. We're actually able to have more interactions in the morning versus her just zoning out mm-hmm. to what's going on on the iPad. Because now that she's getting older, I do want to have more interactions when I True. want to know what's going on at school. I want to know what she's excited about today at school. What's challenging her? Who are the new friends or whatnot? Yeah. So that consistency piece is, is huge. Brandy, do you have any thoughts on it? Well, you know, I'm in that phase of, you know, it's a very formative year stage. My son is four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are certain things like take your shoes off when you come in the house, mm-hmm. you know, do the hand sanitizer at the station right by the door. Don't go on my fridge unless you use the hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. you know, take off your outside clothes, like things that are very much so like this is how I was raised or at least given with COVID, like we got to be extra vigilant about certain things. So I, I really am enjoying setting these boundaries in my home with him and also getting everyone on board, like my husband, you know, the nanny. It's very important to be consistent. I mean, he, you know, my son is Mr. So routine is very important for him. And I think routine is important for anyone, even someone that's not, you know, special needs. But, you know, my one of my favorite sayings, and I got this from a business coach, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. Hmm. So being very clear and direct, you know, especially being that he's four, you know, use very simple language, yes. you know, even to the point where he's like, he's like, mask on, mask off, you know, like he's very Not much future. so understanding like these are, this are what the expectations are. It's <laughs> kind of funny, but it, it, it's, it's, it's cute to see being in his young age and also, you know, development is something that we are constantly working on, things that may not necessarily come natural. So I think rules are important, you know, as in my, now that I'm in like my real adult years. It's funny because in your 20s, it's like kind of fake adult mm-hmm. years. But like when you get into your 30s and you damn near 40, like that is like you are like a real adult. Right. And I'm constantly saying like, who raised you? Like, mm-hmm. who <laughs> raised you? And so it really makes you full and appreciative that you had rules in your household and that you know how to follow them or at least respect them. And and, and Marquita mentioned about the why, you know, certain things you do in your household is more so just to build character and build like, like this is just, this is the way of the world, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes it's even hard to explain why, but you're like, this is just the way it is. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned how your daughter was like, we don't really have rules. I mean, I almost think that that's great that she's not even realizing that these structures and things that you put in place should be should come natural. Like if someone tells you to stop, like, you know, like there's certain mm-hmm. things that just should come natural to you moving about in, in your life. So it's definitely important. I don't want people saying who raised you to my son. Yes, so right. I'm constantly <laughs> trying to reel it in. <laughs> I feel like I say who raised you. I say that like weekly mm-hmm. to people all the time. I say who that because I feel like some of the basic skills or the societal norms that you would think people just don't have them. You I know who? No. Al Gore's internet. Who raised you? Like NWA yeah. or something? Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, and that's the thing you have to, you know, with the children, just helping them with the clarity, understanding why these rules are in place, because Mm -hmm. there's consequences. And that's something that I explain whenever I'm saying, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, we aren't mommy and daddy aren't telling you this for the sake of just hearing ourselves speak. You do something, 
there's a consequence that comes along to that, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. So that's another thing with the clarity, making sure that they're aware that there are those consequences to breaking the rules. And that goes from childhood up to adulthood. And consequences are real, Um, especially raising a young black male in this society right now. You're going to raise them or you're going to have the streets raise them, one Mm -hmm. of the two. Right. And so, you know, from a standpoint, it's a lot of things that I've learned to do if we have interaction with police or you have a situation I grew up where I see a fight happening. I go the opposite way. I don't run towards it to pull out a camera to. So take you're out not pictures. over there filming it, basically. Exactly, because that's how you get shot in the forehead yeah, by accident. Like you sure. know, what I'm saying like it's different scenarios that just happen and they become natural because they're ingrained in you by your parents or by family members or even older brothers or, or siblings and things of that nature. Like you, you, ta- you were taught when something happens, it's action. Right. In a reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. And just a, kind of a, a scientific type of thing. You don't know why you do certain things. You were taught we wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. Right. And you just do it now because that's what you were taught to do. Mm-hmm. But if no one ever yeah. told you to brush your teeth, like except, except your dentist, you wouldn't know anything about right. that. Right. So I feel like the consequences of not having some structure or the clarity or open communication, whether it be discipline from school mm-hmm. or that leads to then, you know, situations you have discipline with law mm-hmm. or discipline in a, in, a, in a work setting. If you don't know standard decorum or you don't know standard practices or how to be a gentleman, that's what I'm trying to teach my son. You know, those things are not necessarily, you're not going to learn them on YouTube, maybe. Nope. So I think clarity and communication, really, really critical. Agreed. And caring, you know, caring, mm-hmm. uh, a huge one too. You know, in the, in the rules you set, you want there to be some encouragement, you know, when a rule, it's not just you know, discipline for breaking a rule. You know, you want to make sure that, you know, if a rule is broken, criticize the action and Mm -hmm. not your child. You can say, you know, this action was not good, but you don't want to tear the kid down because then they're going to think, man, every time I make a mistake, mom or dad is going to break me down. And then that brings on different psychological things that I can't speak to, but you know, you want to just make sure that you aren't criticizing them all the time whenever that's they true. do break a rule. And that's because sometimes with me, I would think when I would break a rule, my mom would throw me a curveball and I'm thinking she's going to flip and mm-hmm. go crazy. And she's like, no, this is a learning experience to you. I'm not going to tear you down because this experience right now is enough for you to learn from that's that. True. Hey, I'm not going to, you know, make the problem worse and, 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 and belittle you. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And a lot of times, too. The lesson in itself kind of can help with the overall, the learning of the situation, right? Mm -hmm. So you were talking about earlier, daughter fighting, right? In a scenario, kids get in fights, right? Kids have situations. And nowadays in age, a lot of things can go online and they can become viral. But you want to have lessons where you say, hey, you always got to defend yourself, one. Mm -hmm. But sometimes maybe you shouldn't actually just walk up to someone who may have a disagreement and slap them or punch them in the face because mm-hmm. it's going to be reactions and consequences to doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and so those are lessons that you can say, hey, yes, if you're defending yourself, I understand that. But if you're starting the scenario and you're being more of the antagonist or the provoker of the scenario, you need to learn the lesson because the school may be suspend you or they may, you know, get you out for a little bit. You don't want to get expelled mm-hmm. Because that's a consequence of an action that you could have avoided, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just scenarios like that. If it's talking too much in class, 
you know, that you don't want, you, yeah, you don't, want that, you don't want that kid or the assistant principal to call your parents and call you, leave a voice message like we used to have back in the day. Mm. Cause then, yeah, you get trouble for that. And then too much of that can lead to other scenarios. And like, I feel like the consequences sometimes can't actually be the remedy to make you change your behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to flip it up a little bit about rules. Mm -hmm. What are some rules that you set for yourself as a parent, like self-imposed? So like Brandy or Marquita, whoever wants to grab it, are there any set rules that you set that to ensure that, you know, you're keeping yourself in line? I'll go first because I, I actually mentioned okay. this in the other episode. One of my rules is that, you know, I do pick my son up from school two, three, two or three days a week, mm -hmm. period. My son takes a bus to school, but there's something about showing up, making sure the teacher, people see your face. You know, I, I just think that it's very important in this day and age for people to know that I'm a parent that is involved. Like if, if I could, I would come into the classroom and sit on the teacher's lap and be breathing the same air. Like mm -hmm. that's, invo that, that's how involved I am. And, you know, I, I don't want to say that I've ever phoned it in, but I, I've had to get really crystal clear in making sure that I am his best advocate, but not just his best advocate in, in regards to, you know, my personal situation as parenting, but just in general, like I get can get very busy. You know, I have the type of career where, you know, people are always constantly calling me for different events, different this, that and the fourth. And I have to remind myself that being present you know, and not just, you know, throwing money at the nanny is part of my job because it could, you're, you know, I'm still very career driven. It's still very important to me. So that's one of my rules. Like I have to pick my child up from school two to three days a week. Now there are some weeks where I get off. Mm -hmm. and I only pick them up mm -hmm. one day a week or no days a week, but then I have to make it up the next week. And that's just really important to me, especially because it makes him happy, but also just, I, I, I really, you know, you know, as you know, as you mentioned before, you know, I have a, a, a black son. I just think that it's just so important that you, you just show up. And, and I, I just can't speak to that enough. And like I said, I can get carried away. My husband's job does not allow that. So without me setting those boundaries for myself personally, you know, I mean, like, who are we to have a nanny pick him up five days a week? Like, that's just that's just yeah. not that's just not who we are the like, at all. So <laughs> it's, it's really important to me. And that's one of the things I set my, you know, set as a as a as a rule. Another thing I said, you know, as a rule for myself is that, you know, and I we mentioned this in another episode too, is about the, the phone time. I really have to put the phone down. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I'm constantly doing a hundred things, especially because, you know, most recently I was helping to plan my 20th high school reunion. I thought I felt like I was on the phone like all, all day, day long. Every day. <laughs> and putting the phone down is super, super important because he's at that age where if he sees me on the phone, then he go grabs my work phone and next thing you know, he plays Sonic for an hour. Yeah. So, you know, I have to really make sure I realize that even if I am doing something that is very important, I have to still model the behavior to put my phone down. So those are two rules I can think of on top of my head. Solid. Yeah. So for me, I'm trying to, like, on the top of my head, a lot of it goes with kind of like how Brady said with like boundaries in regards to like work and things like that. Like I, I work six days a week. I typically work in the evening. So during a school year, when my kids are at school, that's typically when I'm kind of like not working as much and I work in the evening. So Sunday is a day that I absolutely don't work. I don't take work calls. I don't do anything like that. And I make sure, in general, we try to plan an activity together every Sunday just so that I can, you know, we can do stuff together. Other than that, like other rules is that I, I think that's really kind of the only one I actually really do set, like that I'm hard 
that I'm consistent with for myself. Other things I try to say for myself, but I'm not consistent with a lot of things. But I think sometimes that comes with being, you know, a parent and trying to balance too many things sometimes. But definitely I do. I hard. That's a, a hard rule for me in regard to no working on Sundays. And so, but that's a question I actually have on here, but I'll let, we'll finish this question up and then I'll have one for everybody else too. Yeah, you can ask the question. I mean, yeah, honestly. Go. Oh, okay. So mine was really about like in regards to rule setting, like, because I have all my little notes, like hard rules versus negotiable rules. Yeah. Do you guys, and, I, and I'll tell you the reality is that I, I allow my kids to negotiate. I'm a negotiator. Mm-hmm. If I can set a rule, but if you can have an argument that is, that tells me why something else should be different, I will, I will definitely listen. And if you can persuade me, the rule can be changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know. I so want to know how. What? 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 What can a fourteen-year-old? <laughs> I mean, a fourteen-year-old and a five-year-old persuade you on? I, I got to hear this. It, it just depends. Like, so for example, I know we've talked about you know in previous episodes about like social media and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I had a hard rule about like no social media when my daughter was younger. She came to me and presented like she like well thought out presented to me why she believes she should have one social media, you know, account. And I listened and she made good points. So I was like, let me think on a little bit. And then I came back and then I was like, okay, you can get this one. And I thought her which one she could have. But that was one thing that I was like, okay, let's see. That's the one, that's one of the biggest ones that she's done for me. She's done it for being allowed to like go different places that I kind of don't want her to go. It's just like, okay, you know, let me tell you why I think I should do this. Yeah, or let me tell you why I think this should happen. If you can persuade me or, you know, and it has to be legit, like, claims that, you know, do what it can't do. Like, I think because it would be fun or something like this. But she's gone as far as like, well, you've trusted me to do A, B, C, and D. So why not this? And I'm like, well, dang. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess I did trust you to do, you know, these type of mm-hmm. things. And you've proven yourself in this area. And you've proven yourself in this area. Those are the type of things that has to come through to like kind of persuade me to change rules and things like that. Other than that, like some things for me are negotiable. I don't do bedtime. What? I think that. That's wild. Yeah. I don't do bedtime. There are natural consequences to not going to bed on time. That's like like the episode of the Cosby Show. Right. Remember when Rudy didn't want to go to bed and let her stay up? She wanted to stay up and watch Johnny Carson. Carson. (laughs) (laughs) And we see how that happens. You fall asleep. I get it. Interesting. Okay. Like, and so some things are natural consequences. So that's why I look at it. Like, you will learn. Like, I didn't do a bedtime for my 14-year-old. And Sunday, she's in bed at 9. Okay. Because she made poor decisions before. And she's like, yep, I need to make this work for me. I can't do it with a six-year-old. It's like, hey, I'm like clockwork. I'm like, yo, yeah, it's time I've to go. Yeah, I've been asleep on him. Right. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, I fall asleep on kids. All right, like mine's I, too young for the for the any type of rebuttals or type of yeah. discussions about rules. You can do what I say, boy, and you'll get to bed, right? So I do, I mean, as your kids get older, situations do occur. You know, I had not a certain point in time where I had to do, you know, my homework or something of that nature, but historically it was after I had practice and it needs to be conducted, you know, pre-dinner, after dinner, it doesn't really matter, but it needed to get done. And so that's a flexible type of scenario. Yeah, you're going to take this trash out, but you can take it out maybe before dinner, after dinner, but the trash is getting taken out. In the morning, you're going to make up your bed. You're going to clean up your room. You're going to clean up. The only thing you may negotiate if you say, hey, I don't want to cut this grass. Maybe I want to do something inside. You got inside or outside. You got one of the two. 
So I think some hard rules are set there to kind of teach discipline. It's it's a scenario I kind of equate it where sometimes people need to go to the military just to experience it a little bit so they can get some of that discipline because that, that can be carried with you for the rest of your life. And these life lessons that are teaching you, it's, you know, it's a kind of a teamwork scenario. If mom or dad is going to prepare breakfast or prepare a, a meal, you need to clean up the kitchen afterwards because we're a partnership, right? You're going to sit down and eat. You're not bringing any money to this house, boy. So you're going to, you got to do something. So it's give and take. <laughs> and I think with some of those things I had, like we talked about previously, I had a curfew that I tried to negotiate with my parents. Like, hey, my friends stay out a little later. Why can't I? They didn't care. So I think the times maybe something to negotiate, but the yeah. curfew is going to be there. In oh, effect. yeah. Yeah. I used to always try to figure out creative ways to break curfew. My mom was a hard sleeper, so I knew how to manually open you the garage. Sure uh, I can attest okay. to that. <laughs> hey, manually open the garage so uh-huh. that the motor didn't go off, uh-huh. and then she wouldn't hear like the oh, okay, that's good. slide back in. Or if I was leaving, I'm snitching on myself now. It doesn't matter. If I was leaving, I would uh-huh. do the manual. And I'm I would, telling her. I would put the car in neutral so that it didn't start up and then roll it into the street. I, I thought I was cool. One time. I'm going to tell y'all a story. I thought I was cool. No, but I will say with my kid <laughs> having girls, listen. I mean, yeah, I can, I can, I can see how that can slide. I, I don't know what the future may bring, but I just don't. I feel like Cam, he gotta have, he gotta have more. No, you, yeah, this is what rules. it is. Exactly. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not necessarily, I don't let's say sign up for. Well, you know, boys are different than girls. I mean, yes, I mean, obviously they are, but I just. I, I just feel like he, my brother is, me and my brother are four years apart and he still needs to be managed. Okay? <laughs> like, so maybe, I don't know, you, you just got lucky with the two girls, but I just, you know. I mean, it's, it's different. We can't deal with everything. We can't negotiate everything. I have some things I negotiate and some things I absolutely will not. I think it's just, it depends on how everybody likes to run their household and how things, they like things to be done. Mm-hmm. Some things, you know, in regards to if I direct you to do a chore, that's not a negotiable thing for me. Like, I said, go do that. You can't go, you know, I think I should, you know, unless, no, that's not going to happen. So it just depends. Some things are negotiable, some things are not. And I know parents mentioned like, you know, oh, my friends get to say, that's not a good argument in my house. Exactly. You can't tell me because someone else is doing it. That's the reason why you should do it. Yeah, it didn't that's, work. Because um, yeah. I don't dictate other people's house. They can't that's dictate true. mine. So, that's not a valuable, that's not a valid argument. With the curfew, I would just, they know it. So I'd find a friend, (laughs) I'd have, I'd find a friend who had the later curfew and I was spending the night at their house that, that weekend. I'd be like, Oh, you know, so-and-so got that. I'm going to spend it. All right. I I did it one time. My Uh, curfew was 11. I've done that before. (laughs) I got home. I want to say like 1145 and I thought everything was going to be cool. Cause I tried to pull your number and parked outside, walked the door. Soon as I walked in the door, my mom was standing there. She said, hand me your keys. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, come on. I hey. know. <laughs> oh, no. You, you know, I could always tell if I was like running later. I know when I would get into the garage and park, I could smell the burnt rubber when I was like, yeah, I know, like, because I'd be driving so fast to try to get home from whatever. I could smell the burnt rubber. So then so. you get yeah. pulled over I know. after curfew. I know. And they're like, see, that's I why know. you got to be home. I know. I know. It never happened. I just. Dodge bullets up there in Michigan. I guess they had bigger fish to fry when right. they came. <laughs> like, we, hey, we're not worried about you. We look for you. No, it's because you wasn't in Ann Arbor. Because believe uh, me, when I went to school, I used to clean up with all the tickets. So it's uh, not even yeah. in Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like we said, rules. 
They got to be set. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, that's just my personal opinion. And like I said, they aren't to just, it, it's really protecting the kids. You know, when you're setting, it is. you know, yes. you, you're setting and keeping them safe. Exactly. True. Exactly. This world is not the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not. sorry. It is not, you know? No, so. no. Agreed. And I mean, like I said, I, some people agree with like negotiating the rules, which as my daughter gets older, I'll probably be more willing to. But like I said, right now, kind of like what Terrence said, Hey, what I say is what I say. Yep. I mean, you know, hey, we have to, because she'll do something every now and I can't think of an example, but she'll do something when she breaks a rule. And then I can say, you know what? Mommy and daddy told you not to do X, Y, and Z. And I look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Who raised mm-hmm. you? Give me that tablet. <laughs> Give me that. Oh yeah. She's right now. She, has, she actually has no, she has no, outside of me setting that rule, like she lost her privileges through the rest of the week. So. Hey. It's rough out here, you it's know, hard but, out here. you know, you just have to really instill and stay consistent. You know, that's True. the biggest thing yes. because you can set a rule and then as soon as you give up or, mm-hmm. or take back, they they, they peeping game break and they're it. like, all right, cool. We break it. He's not paying attention. She's not paying attention. So, yeah. What do you think, Brandy, with, with rule setting? Are you in agreement with how do you go about enforcing them? I guess like, you know, making sure that, hey, I've set this rule, but you know, also I'm enforcing it. Like, how do you plan on, you know, as Camden grows, enforcing those rules? I mean, I think enforcement comes with consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you aren't consistent, then you really, you're not, you're not enforcing it. You know, and for me, you know, sometimes even with the, you know, the small things that I'm doing now, just to kind of build that rapport, you know, as he comes out of, you know, the toddler phase, it really is, you know, patience because, you know, he's not going to get it right all the time, you know, and, it, and and just incorporating it into his routine until the point where it becomes like an expectation. So, or it's just, that's just what we do here. But as I, I feel like as I get older, you know, or as he gets older, I, I just, I just think that it just comes back to what, how you was, here I go again, yeah. how you was raised. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, you want to have a household that runs smoothly and you got to have structure and order. And, um, you know, you have to have, you know, and for me, like everybody kind of has to be on the same page. So, you know, I'm not going to do something. And then, you know, when my husband is around, he's not going to do it. Or if the name's right. around, he, she's not going to do it. Like, I mean, everybody has to be on the same page so that it, it, it you know, the, the, the tie rides together. So that, that, I think that's pretty much, you know, what's important to enforcing it. I do believe within reason of letting the consequences naturally happen. Mm-hmm. But also, too, I mean, certain consequences are not good. I mean, you don't want your child to, to, to have to, to deal with that. You know, and I think every parent's worst nightmare is a consequence that they can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like if your child gets in trouble with the police, I mean, it's out of your hands at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you want them to definitely, you know, deal with the natural consequence of decisions or, or their behavior or not following the rules. But, you know, as much as possible, you want to protect them and keep them safe as well. So I think True. there's just a, 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 it's a hard balance between that. And you just got to just pray every night, you know, yeah. because that's really, you know, sometimes when you see things that happen, I don't necessarily just jump to, you know, the parents didn't raise them right. Because a lot of parents do. Kids make, you know, we, we all have made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get us in trouble and sometimes they don't. I, I think that, you know, with social media and just things being more heightened, awareness of, of certain things being just greater now, I think it's harder to be a kid now. Yeah. Than you know, than it was. So there's just so many things out there that are just different. And I, I think that as parents, we have to do the best that we can. And just like our parents did the best that they could, you know, and I, I think that's 
that's the best we can do, you know? Right. No, agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, we all, once again, mm-hmm. gave some really good points as it pertains to how we set rules in our house. And I think yeah. we can, you know, collectively agree that these five C's, and it's just a recommendation. Anybody listening or watching, you do what you want to do. But just when setting those rules, kind of maybe keep those five C's in, in mind. It doesn't sure. necessarily have to go with them. But, you know, once again, be clear in those, you know, your consistency, communicate effectively. Because sometimes, you know, when you're communicating, you may have to follow up and change a rule as your child grows or as your child shows their maturity. You can change and, and monitor, but you have to communicate that with them. Be caring. You know, once again, you know, we, we make mistakes. We're human. Try not to just tear down your kid and criticize, but make sure that you're, you know, given encouragement and support as well as not just discipline them for breaking those rules. And then just, you know, create, you know, make sure that you instill a sense of social responsibility in those. So once again, thanks everybody for the input here. Once again, thanks so much to our listeners and our viewers for tuning in. We do hope that once again, on every episode that you're able to gather at least just one nugget, you know, if we can just get one person to say, Hey, you know, listening to this, I was able to make this change or this made it this situation listening made it this much easier or something Mm -hmm. Then our job here has been done. So once again, we just ask everybody to Continue to follow us on YouTube and subscribe, like, and share at the Parental Advisory Podcast. We want to ask that you check us out on Instagram and TikTok at the Parental Advisory Podcast. And I want to thank Terrence, thank Marquita, and as well as thank Brandilyn, who has been a phenomenal special guest for us. We just appreciate all of the insight. Um, your knowledge and you know hopefully you'll come back and check us out another hopefully this isn't just a one-off hopefully we can get you back on you know this has been really enjoyable i really appreciate y'all having me and welcoming you know i hope i'm i'm filling the shoes you know absolutely you're doing great we we appreciate you and thank you for tuning in everybody and we're going to check out check you guys out next week and be sure to like i said continue to like follow and share and once again thanks for tuning in look forward to checking you out next time have a good one